put a mustache on Boober Fraggle and call him Gallagher Crosby, attorney at law. This is GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Welcome to episode four fifty four. Forgot how to four introduce this thing. Other geek cast live podcast. I'm your host GCR, and with me as always. Why did I fucking stumble upon Rob Base and Cartoon Joe? I've done this four hundred and forty times now, four hundred and thirty times Easy. now, yeah. and I couldn't. I didn't know how to do it, and I didn't know. I I almost said I'm your host GCL, which is yeah. not. <laughs> I've I've been the self-aggrandizing acronym I now since season show. two. I have become the show. And with me as always, peons. <laughs> the show is me. <laughs> oh man. Everyone well, is expendable. Uh I if if I am distracted, it's because I'm watching in a tiny three by one and a half inch square on my fucking monitor the uh the semifinals of the soccer match here. So oh, who's, I'm going to try not to let distract What's me. going on? It's the U.S. versus Panama. It's the CONCACAF finals. And here's the thing that I don't know if CONCACAF knows, because it's an acronym. They can Con- change their name. It's their name. Whatever the they want to be. How do you even spell that? C-O-N-C-A-C-A-F. CONCACAF. They can be whatever they want. Confederation of North Central American and Caribbean Association football. <laughs> All right. You can change sure. that. I don't know. Uh, be whatever you want to be because it's your choice. Maybe they just really I this is one of those instances where I bet they came up with the acronym first. Like they're like, and let's then call their way back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's really into CONCACAF. Yeah. How do we it's, make CONCACAF? You know what? It's kind of like today. It's, it's kind of rolls off the this tongue. morning. And 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 Joe, I'm gonna we're gonna fill you in on our conversation this morning. We have created the biggest comic book hit since Batman. Oh, exciting! Easily. His name, Mandor. Mandor. M A N D O O R. Mandor. It, is it a comic book about my dad? Yes. <laughs> the concept is, is that he could put his back against anything, and like when he holds his hand up and you turn his hand. He's like a service door on a building. He's a man door. And he can, you could just like enter through him into a bank vault or into the plane or into the building. He becomes the door. Excellent. And we fleshed him out this morning in about 15 minutes, a group of about six of us. We got a three comic book arc. So, well, we got three main storylines. Sure. Um, there's Mandor. Just mm-hmm. Mandor. It's it's about him. He's the, a the, the he's a uh, he's a uh, thief because he, he can get into anything. Sure, yeah. He creates his own door, which is actually turned out to just be a portal because he's a descendant of who? Rob? Uh, the Janus, the uh, Roman god of thresholds and oh, passages and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I so heard he's a descendant like, of Janus. Giannis, like yeah, yeah, Gianni specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah. Like yeah. somebody who's like really good at accordion. And I was like, how does this play into being a door? No. Yeah. So he's a, uh, he is the, uh, he is the descendant 
of Jonas. And he uh, he's like a thief. He also gets uh, recruited into um, a not a secret society, kind of like a shield or sword, like a like a government agency, a government agency, a, cl- a clandestine, a clandestine, a clandestine government agency, yeah. right? Called and it's AJAR, yeah, a jar, yeah, a jar. I love it. I love we it. don't know what it stands for. We started with the acronym. We're working backwards. We kind of think that no matter every time people ask what a jar stands for. It's always a different answer. I kind of like that. Accountants, jurisprudence, acceptability, and retention, whatever. So there's Mandor, Mandor, Ajar, and then my personal favorite, all the credit goes to Rob. It's really dark. It's kind of like a Punisher Max. Um, yeah. It's Mandor. Or like a Demon in the Bottle for... Yeah, uh, Demon, like for, Demon in the um, Bottle for Iron yeah. Man, absolutely. It's Mandor unhinged <laughs> no reaction from Jim. yeah yeah i'm playing way better at this I'm morning whatsoever. apparently I, i'm watching uh, them i thought maybe my mic dropped out i was getting texts from my wife oh sure okay repeat the last no. two sentences sorry all right <laughs> it's a it's 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 a dark it's a dark version of mandor it's his demon in a bottle it's his punisher max it's mandor unhinged <laughs> that's what we were looking for i earlier. love it oh, there's a way better take all right yeah no cut the last one <laughs> so yeah anyway conca calf that's what i'm currently watching on a little picture and picture on my screen right now and it uh extra extra time just ended we're going to a shootout oh yeah the most exciting of soccers so i've been told uh, do, do they take I presume they take turns. Is mm-hmm. it just first to first to score, or I don't know if it's a coin after toss like to rounds. Who... No, it's like each team gets like six. Okay, so you kick and score. I kick and score. We're tied. But if I kick and score and you kick and miss, I'm up one. Okay. So at a certain point, it works out to where the last like this kick will determine everything because there's only so many kicks left. Although I'm pretty sure if you get through you all six and it's that. tied, you just yeah. keep adding. Until it goes. It's like Quidditch, I think. It can go forever. Or until Lionel Messi finds the snitch. I don't I don't know the rules of football. So we're learning. I do think I know what offside is now though. So that's cool. Oh, nice. I think. I don't know. Don't hold me to it because I don't think I do, but I'm still not entirely sure. Would you say this is the thing that's making you smile this week? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Good. Smile this week good. is um. That's not true. Uh, we just finished a fantastic wedding weekend for my cousin Grace. Um, congratulations to Grace and Colton. Um, but it, we had an amazing time last Saturday. Um, still kind of riding high from it because it was just a f- fucking phenomenal time. Um. It was get to see time. it, get to see everybody. We never left the dance floor. Um, drinks were tasty. Food was great. My wife was beautiful. The whole thing. We, it was just a great, I'm still riding. There's a video that they posted today of like a, a teaser trailer for their wedding video. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it does come down to the coin toss. See who goes first. Anyway. Um, 
and it's just the the people they got to do photography and everything they killed it it was just looked like a great it's gonna be fun to watch the whole video because it was a good time i uh i uh lost my shit the second i saw her walk down the aisle cried like a fucking baby um no shame in that it was awesome um we helped uh my dad throw a, a a vow into the uh into his uh or a part into his uh his sermon maybe i don't know what you call it a vow yeah just one singular one though it was just the, just the, a vow yeah, yeah the one the singular promise to never never bother her about how many shoes she buys yes. never give up never Which, surrender incidentally never incidentally one more if vow than jake and aaron's wedding oh really yep they promised okay. each other nothing at theirs oh that's true that's true <laughs> i respect that um there was a guest at the wedding who, and I love it, I think it's 50-50 for me. Maybe a 60-40. I, I think you got to find out where he lives and whether or not they have one of them call car falls through the ice challenges. You think? Every winter. If we're talking about the same, I assume we're talking about the same guy. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like he might be there. a kobold who runs a funeral home. <laughs> this dude, I'm pretty sure he was like, he made sure the rings were cursed and sure. that the cake wasn't poisoned. He had a pair of glasses and then somehow affixed to the glasses was like a telescopic jeweler's lens. I'm not kidding you. That fucking thing was three and a half, four inches long. And it just sat on like, it just sat there on one of his, on his eye. And he was always like, he was hyper focused. <laughs> it was yeah. fucking strange. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I think he was a kobold. I think that's. I think that's what he was. You yeah. know what? Good, good for him. I. There was a couple guys there who I in my head I was like, you know what? I dig that guy. That guy's wearing. He soldered a jeweler's lens to his fucking, and you know his wife was like, "Please don't wear, <laughs> please don't wear the telescoping, the telescope lens. glasses." And he's these like, are my, these are my fancy glasses, the, the monocular <laughs> telescope. These are my go out. It glasses. was, it was a monocus, monocular scope, a monocular scope, a, a monocular scope. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. boy, well, the United States just missed their first, their first kick. That's the, in the, uh, chat. the goalie, the goalie blocked it. Anyway, but that's what made me smile this week. I got to spend a lot of good time with my family, and we had a great wedding, and uh, um, still very excited about it. Oh yeah, uh, Rob, how about you? Uh, I suppose on a similar familial note, uh, some of my brothers and I, and uh, some other members of my family, were able to get together over the weekend and uh, got to spend some time hanging out with my nephew and have family around, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I hadn't been to uh french lick indiana before oh. uh fascinating country down there um it's uh yeah no it's pretty cool uh i didn't get a chance to check out the casino and i kind of regret that but eh. love you. um i think down in french lick there's like a really cool hotel mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's like it's got uh, like a it's big, like a famous rotunda or something yeah, uh, uh, according to the pamphlets, uh, at one point in time, it was considered the eighth wonder in the world, uh, which really? I would consider a fucking lie. That sounds like Hoosier propaganda to me. Hoosier propaganda. 
Yeah. That's a great fucking show title. Really good. Band name, too. But Um, anyway, uh, because, oh, sorry. Go on. Please. In just south, just north of Attica was a place called Mud Lava. And it was, it was world famous. I'm sorry. Did you say Mud Lava? It was called like Mud Lavia or something like that. Okay. So, like, colloquially and locally it's just called mud lava but there's like a like a hot spring there Hmm. and it was supposed to like it was very like in the like the late 1800s early 1900s um presidents went there stayed there foreign dignitaries went to mud lava to this huge resort just north of attica indiana Hmm. so i could see where if this was built around the same time that it could be it was also built up and around um, um, hot springs as well. So, what like, lava which, was also. So that's deeply, deeply fascinating. Ooh, there's like a Hoosier hot spring gateway. I'm sure that those were nice places until you know, 70 years of you know industrial people wading through hot springs. Yeah, it's cool. You can still go down there and see like um, the foundation of the buildings. Mm-hmm. And like there are still springs there, and yeah. there's like there's like old brick water towers and shit. So it's supposed to be haunted, but I mean, hopefully, what isn't you know, coal sure. miner balls mm. as rare as haunted as a coal miner's balls. That's something <laughs> I've never heard. That sounds like something Grandpa Snedden would it say. It does. It does. Uh, Joe, what about you? Uh, sorry, I got distracted by the phrase "chthonic gods in my balls." By um, <laughs> I was thinking of old gods of Appalachia. The, the, the new Chuck Tingle. Uh, so that made me smile. Haunted by the old gods. Haunted in, in the balls. ass by the chthonic gods in my balls. <laughs> I like your goblet there. That's neat. It's just a black stainless steel wine glass. I like it. It's beautiful. My sister-in-law got it for me and she got it for me because then no one knows what you're drinking. Oh, nice. I Smart. thought maybe it was because of all the glasses that were shattered on the floor. And I'm yeah. drinking tomato juice. Yeah. Mm. Out of a wine. Um, what did make me smile this week? I, the wedding very much made me smile. Uh, I had a very good time. Um, and then also, uh, actually, uh, a listener to our show, a contributor to the, uh, the Patreon, um, got ordained this weekend. Hell yeah. So I also was in Southern Indiana, but I was in a much sadder, less populated part of it. Like sad Southern Indiana. Ah, yeah. Uh. yeah. Where I found out, I, I never really realized it before because I think that like, you know, growing up where we grew up with all of our family close by, I'm used to, uh, more of an Illinois influenced in uh, who's your face. Yeah. Um, not but, like Kentucky based or an Ohio right, based, well, or like uh, uh, just people who've been in Indiana for so long that their faces look like they're from Indiana. Um, which is like Maddie's hmm. family has been in Elkhart for like four generations or more. Um, and so um, going down to Westphalia, I there were like three guys there who I they have never left the town. First of all except maybe to go to one of the other close towns for milk. Strange. Um, but I'm positive I've been to a 4th of July barbecue at their house. <laughs> okay. Because they look exactly the same. 
That's wild. It's it's very weird. So it surprised me, but uh, but it was a good time. Um, I will say, I, great time at the wedding. Not trying to trash it. Uh, the potluck uh, at the ordination was much better than the buffet at the wedding. Really? Yeah. Well, there was like coleslaw. Do you trust potlucks? Uh, What's your baseline trust level of a potluck? One being don't trust at all. Never. Please no. Ten being I'll eat anything anybody brings. If there wasn't, if you weren't supposed to eat the deviled egg on the windowsill, it wouldn't have been on the windowsill. That's I'm, ten. Where's it's got to be. It's got to be a nine and a half. You walk into every fucking potluck with a trust level of nine and a half. I'll eat. Well, it's not that I trust them. It's that I'll just eat anything. I don't care. If, wow. If there wasn't supposed That's to be a deviled egg on the window. You start there. I feel like yeah. I, I've never seen something at a potluck and gone. I don't think I want that. I've always gone. Wow. That looks interesting. No, that's, I, that's an application of mayonnaise I've never seen before. <laughs> I better put it on my plate. That is strange. It's, that's strange voodoo, man. I feel like I'm probably a six. Like my, my, I feel like I don't potluck very often. And if I do, it's exclusively with people who I would normally trust to like cook me a meal anyway. So like fucking bring something to the potluck. Like, so like giving good, like grouping and people that I know, I'd say 10, but like, uh, uh, elsewise six, I'm, uh, I'll try anything maybe even twice, but I'll be skeptical. There are things that out of potluck I will look at, and even if they say, like, it's just cream corn, I'll be like, no, that's not cream corn. I'm looking at it. I'm registering what it is and what you're saying. But the presentation of it. Why is it? Red? I will, now, if I was at your house, Joe, and you made it, I'm diving right the fuck in. Yeah, fair. But for some reason, if I see it like on like a tablecloth, like under like, a, a like it's hot out. But it's under the canopy and there's See, shade. So it's and I fine. Feel like- so there's a, I will say, uh, probably 95% of the potlucks I've ever been to are inside a church basement. Okay. Fair enough. Little, that's so different. It, it is, so it is go, like underground temperature. It's, it's like 56 air, degrees. It's air conditioned. It's, right. Yeah. yeah. What's fascinating um, is that. I wonder how many dishes for like a potluck type situation are like some of those. Um, like chili cheese dips that are like forbidden foods that if you know how they're made, you would like bulk and like, I can't believe I put that in my fucking body. But like, if it's just brought to a potluck or some sort of like communal food food setting, you're just, you'll dive right in. I could eat an entire bowl of just the chili cheese without chips. I have never eaten an entire jar of mayonnaise, except when I've gone to a potluck and there's (laughs) Four different coleslaws. Everything's mayonnaise yeah. based. Three yeah. uh, potato salads and four pasta salads. And yeah. and one <laughs> kidney bean salad. Right. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then that cucumber onion. Yeah. Thing that my dad. No, it's just cucumber onions. But yeah, but it's also cream it's based. It's just a little too wet looking. It is wet. But you know I what? Normally, it's good on a hot dog. I I was gonna say I am very. I like to see that when I see a pork. Like if I see pulled pork. Cucumber onion salad all day. I'm yeah. with that. Is that's another thing that I that's the other thing that gets me when it comes to like potlucks is I I like mayonnaise, 
Sure. The most I eat mayonnaise is like on BLT night, right? Yeah, sure. But I don't <laughs> I I don't consume that much mayonnaise. Right. No. And I know that when I got the big thing of potato salad and the coleslaw, yada yada yada, I've <laughs> yeah. ate a lot of mayonnaise. I've at right. least I have a had cup. a quarter of a jar of mayonnaise. And on it's my not just right and now. it's I've had like a quarter cup of Hellman's and I've had like two and a half cups of fucking miracle whip. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. See, and I feel like that's one of the. Uh, I feel like you just need to spend more time uh, culturing your uh, uh, potluck community because I don't know. I feel <laughs> like, like I don't have like to a, have. You got like a petri dish of, of, yeah, of uh, old German people, <laughs> and you exactly. just you just put mayonnaise in it, and they just they slowly multiply I inside think the Rob, dish. Well, I, think I was Rob's going to saying. say, I, I, I'm saying that you, if you were to do that, then you excise the uh, uh, the things that are putting mayonnaise in your petri dish, so that way you don't have to worry about having mayonnaise and fucking everything, because you have people that know how to make things without mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. I thought culture, you were culture is, your, yeah, culture. I you, do like you a, actually I, go to your 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 neighborhood or the people you're potlucking with, mm-hmm. and you like uh, intercept them with a yeah. like. You know, it would sound really good. There's an interview process, right? Really there's a there's an onboarding you process. Break into their house at night, is. and you're just like mustard based potato salad, <laughs> mustard based potato salad, mustard based <laughs> yes! potato salad. Yeah. Yeah, or conveniently like the morning of before dawn, breaking into the place to like raid their house of any potential like mal food ingredients. Like, yeah, they're just you. I'm taking all of your Miracle Whip. Every when you open the door, you're like, oh, they're a Miracle Whip house. I'm gonna get rid of all of them for for the betterment of mankind. These are getting yeeted across the city. Yeah, that's exactly. I also love it. If you've never had a mustard based potato salad. Yeah, shit slaps. Yeah, I'm does. a mustard based. But I'm also a mustard based macaroni salad guy. Delicious. Also, uh, um, my grandma's roommate, who like they really, uh, I think the fact that they were two old Catholic women is the only reason they never got common law married. But they really should have just tied the knot. I think uh, her and yeah. Linda. Uh, Linda used to make a an angel hair pasta salad that was like a like a thousand island dressing and olive oil thing pasta it was delicious hmm. it's really really it, good did it have like tomatoes and black olives in it yep yep yeah it was okay. like an anti-pasta salad yeah i'm yeah. into that yeah it was the it's really great island fascinating mm-hmm. yeah it tasted like indonesia if indonesia were in italy and if italy and were also, in chicago okay i get that because the I, of the thousand it pounds, lost me it took me a second I was like, there's no way that anything in Indonesia or the Pol- like Polynesian region tastes like Thousand Island. And then I was like, no, that oh, was just wait, a joke about that, how there's that's like the a thousand joke. islands there. Okay, yeah, yeah. How uh, there were wheels that needed. What to Thousand play. Islands are they talking about? I don't know. Which ones? I don't know. Hmm. It got to be in France. I thought one of you would know. You think it's like you think it's France? Yeah. 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 France, famous, famous for all of their islands. Islands. That island yeah. nation of France. Yeah. It's really an archipelago. Well, you can tell it's an island nation because that's where Napoleon died. <laughs> hey, did you see the trailer for Napoleon? I did see the trailer for Napoleon, no. and I'm intrigued. I think it, I think it looks great. I'm very confused as to why the French have British accents. 
I assume it has something to do with William of Normandy. Because we're American and the American audience just assumes anybody who's not American, Canadian or Mexican is British and they (laughs) sound British. That's why all of our bad guys and all of our movies are British. Right. Because accents are menacing and Napoleon's menacing. We got to go back to the German accent. Just in general. Yeah. Well, just like, hey, let's let's have our villains be Nazis again so that we can have real life mm. villains be Nazis. Too clo- yeah, I was going to say too close to real or life. No, oh, sorry. The oh, other oh, way around. Real life Nazis be villains again. Yeah. Speaking of real life villains, have you seen the last two major government officials in Russia that have died and how they've died? No. I assume it's defenestration. I, Which is a fancy what? phrase for being thrown out of a window. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about cast. I was going to make a castration joke, but okay. No, um, one of them uh, got just fucking like liquefied. He got like missile bombed while he was jogging um, because he was he was um, he was trying to like log his workouts. Sure. And so. Uh, His phone, his phone wasn't being tracked, but his fucking watch was. And so the Russian government knew exactly where it was. This is why I don't jog in Russia. And the other one, uh, I, uh, I'm going to like paraphrase the story because this happened like a week and a half ago. Okay. But he was like, um, he was doing something online on like, as like a, like a content creator type thing sure and um when he like commented on somebody else's post it posted his location because like he had been like off the grid hiding type thing oh my god but when he his assumed name like they knew his like username or they had like this part of the puzzle but didn't have the other part and when he commented on a post it just so happened that the guy who was like catfishing him was a russian government official who was looking for him he got catfished by the fucking his own government and revealed his location and uh he he was defenestrated i think actually thrown out of a window oh my god neat fucking it's getting crazy it is. There's a Jake Hanrahan has a whole new podcast called Sad Oligarch that's all about uh, different Russian officials who've been thrown out of windows in the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. Um, that's fun. Is he the one that's got the accent? Yeah, he's the one who's hard. Or is to that Rockatansky? No, it's uh, it's Hanrahan. Okay. Yeah, he he's the one who did the um, QAnon. That's right. Q Q clearance. You'd have thought that oh, that's. Oh, I'm Jake Hanrahan. By the way, um, I think we're watching Q evolve uh, again. Yeah. With this new movie and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, It has now. um, uh, It has a whole lot of suburban white women now. Uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think that was QAnon's major demographic the last cycle. No, it was not. There were women involved, but it wasn't the same. Now it's that it's a different type of white women that they're ensnaring. And it's the soccer mom. It's the it's the like it's the moms for I, liberty type. It's the well, it's the moms for liberty type, but it's also the moms who like are apolitical because they're just mm. they're white women who kind of have they like they get to 
It's like, a certain uh, level of privilege. They have hobbies and they go go yeah. they golf and they have girlfriend click groups and because their life is just kind of a nice life. Sure. And and uh this whole sound of freedom movie with Jim Caviezel, the Christ. And uh, it's just a big QAnon. Man, I've heard you guys reference this a couple of times now, and I'm going to be loath to fucking ask because I know I don't want to know. The there answer, was a guy that was part of Glenn Beck's, name? like Glenn Beck's did like a, uh, a, right, a right wing grift a long time ago where it was all about. It was right on the cusp of the QAnon stuff where it was about how there was there like child trafficking is a is a demonic cult thing. Right. Right. Cool. Right. And. Child trafficking happens. Child sex trafficking is real. No one says it isn't. It should be stopped. We should put all our resources behind it. 100%. Sure. Yeah. But Glenn Beck had a guy go like free some kids in a, in a, like an operation freedom or some shit. And it, to an extent, it really happened. There was kids who were being trafficked and this guy did get some kids back to their parents. Okay. That's cool. But it became like it became a grift and it became a like the real story was like he was like a fucking operator and he fucking like kicked the door in and did kung fu and drove a speedboat and shit like that and that's Hmm. it it was not that at all it was more like we found the kids at the airport and here we go and now they made a movie about it and it is all q-coded the fucking whole movie is q-coded and all of the press that Jim Caviezel's doing, that Mel Gibson's doing, that all of your right-wing chuckle fucks are doing. Mm-hmm. I like Kevin Sorbo loves it's, this. It's all Kevin Sorbo, Scott fucking Bayo. Uh, a lot of, there's a, there's a guy on uh, Twitter who's like, every time, like, Patton Oswalt says like, hey, go see my friend Jim Caviezel in this new movie. He says like, you realize this is a QAnon movie, right, Patton? And... Anyway, it's all it's all funded by like Mike Flynn's group. It's like it's just a big it's a fucking and now that like it's playing at the local theater this next weekend and it's the number one movie in America. And like in one AMC theater, the lights never went down fully. There was a, mm. a, a mechanical issue, but all the fucking QAnon conspiracy fucks walked out of the theater and did TikToks about how the AMC theater chain, which is influenced by the global elites in Hollywood, are making it to where we can't even watch the movie because they don't want us to know that we're onto them about their fucking adrenochrome and shit. QAnon uh, is still here and it's back and it's just evolving into something new. And we're gonna have to figure there's gonna be a whole new round of it yeah i know you're right but also oof yeah so i think that gave me a stroke we smiled and then we frowned yeah and now we're gonna do um, plugs and then we're gonna talk about star wars thank fuck (laughs) hey guys question for you yeah i'm I'm here. Ask um, away. Where would you go if you were looking for like, like knee pads and hair ties, but like they had our slogans and logos on them and stuff? 
I don't um, know. Volleyballmag.org. Oh, you went that volleyball, doesn't sound right. which is nice. I no. was thinking maybe what? a lion's den, but in lieu of going to mm. an adult sex shop, maybe we go to Threadless. Maybe we go specifically to gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com? Could I get a could I get a, a hat rack? I believe so. Nice. Can I get the shower curtain? Yeah. What about stickers? Nope. Oh, okay. There's How about stickers. a notebook? Yes. Fantastic. That's if I went there, could I possibly <laughs> could I possibly get a discount? Yes. How could I do that? We'd have to create a discount code. <laughs> oh fuck me. <laughs> GCL.threadless.com. So there's a new Star Wars show, Rob. Yeah, there fucking is. Yep. It's your girl. It's your girl. Hell yeah. I am so fucking stoked for this. I'm not going to lie. So I suppose for anybody that's been uh, living under a rock, uh, there's more Star Wars content that's going to be uh, shot out into the ether here in the near future. But it's Ahsoka. Uh, And that's kind of fucking cool. I really enjoyed Rosario Dawson and her last couple of appearances as an older Ahsoka, and this looks fucking tight. Uh, Did you guys watch the trailer for it? Watched it. Loved it. I really like that they didn't hide Thrawn from us. We got to see him. He looks great. He does look great. Um, I am... uh, I don't mind talking ad nauseum about the trailer. I don't think we need to do a spoilers thing or anything. It's just a trailer. Sure, it's a anyway. trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really liked a couple things. Thrawn, one, two. Do you notice that they actually snuck in the dialogue Heir of the Empire? I did. Yeah, they did that I, in the first one, too. But oh, did they? I, I okay, really, I didn't know yeah, that. I really appreciate that. I yeah. thought that was yeah. really cool. I felt like um, that Family Guy scene where it's like, ah, they said, said the thing. thing. <laughs> no. um, it's also the first Star Wars anything with three female leads, which is yeah, pretty, pretty fucking, fucking cool. cool. Um, especially since we uh, know them, should have the ability to know all three of them intimately. If you've watched any Star Wars at all. Yeah. Going Specifically, back. like Rebels and and Clone Wars, yep. uh, Rebels being the 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 big one because I feel like this is a spiritual sequel series oh. to Rebels. Not wrong. Yeah. Was uh, speaking of spiritual sequels, um, was that an Ezra yes. hologram? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Hundred percent. I was really hoping they it- managed to truly nail like the look of every single character in this. It's amazing. Throughout throughout the entire time. And like a couple of their main characters are like pretty involved aliens, I would say, like in terms Mm -hmm. of their aesthetics, just with the head tails and stuff. Like I can't imagine that's particularly easy to like move around with or make look particularly like natural or like it's somewhat supposed to be there. But they they look fucking great. The actresses themselves also look like their animated counterparts, which is, yeah. I don't know. I doubt when Rebels came out, they knew they'd be doing a live action of that. No, no. I'm why sure would they? they? Yeah. Right. So that wasn't not, a thing. That's what I'm saying. So it's not like they just said, "Hey, make make this look like Mary Elizabeth Winstead," because 
they didn't like Nick Fury where they yeah. were suddenly Nick Fury looked just like Samuel L. Jackson's in the comic. Right. Yeah. 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 They didn't do that. They, they also had a nice like snippet scene where there was some art of uh, the, yeah. the crew of the ghosts that Good. was done up in the style of the, the animated series, which I thought was a great touch. And we've, if I'm not mistaken, we've seen Zeb in a, in, in Mandalorian. Not, in, was it in the Mandalorian? It yep. was in Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. So we've seen him. And now we see the, the rest Republic of the, right now. The yeah. only one would be Canon Jarrus is the well, only one that we don't. What do I am saying? But we've never yeah. got to see him in live action. Right. Yeah. yeah it would have been a great Keanu Reeves. Maybe we'll see his wolf. I would have just brought in Freddie Prince Jr. Or just, brought in Freddie like, Prince Jr. That would have been the right He thing wouldn't to do. have done it because he wants Canon uh, to stay dead. And I respect that a lot. But. It would have been cool to be like, hey, here's like a flashback scene, maybe, or right. like a, holo- a hologram or a holocron that he left behind for uh, Hera um, or something. Oh, man. Uh, I admittedly see. know less about Ahsoka Tano than everybody else we've just talked about. Yeah. I've never seen The Clone Wars. It's fucking great. Good. Yeah, so I, I, there's no reason I haven't. It's on me. But, I believe both of you. I just haven't. But, but seen that it. being said, you know enough no, about the character that um, if you haven't seen it, um, I think that you could get pretty pretty quickly I, the the gist of the character. And I know stuff. that like, she was she was Anakin's Padawan. Sure. Yep. Yep. Um, I know that she is a gray Jedi. Is that what they call themselves? Sure. I don't know if she would. Uh, so. She's like non-denominational. Yes. She she right? is she is yeah, she's like yeah. a non-denominational not Jedi. Force user. Yeah. She isn't a Sith, she's not a Jedi. Right. Trained by the um, Jedi, but left. Her the lightsabers order. are like white. white. Yeah. Yeah. Um I know she fought Vader. Mm-hmm. And Anakin? Or no, well, I guess no, only Vader, really. Right. So, but other than that, I really That's, don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to recall Rebels. It was. It's been a long time. So during Rebels, uh, she acted as a information broker for the Rebellion under the um, code name Fulcrum, and that. was uh, running around basically doing like Jedi, op- like pseudo Jedi operative shit for the Rebellion. Um, and hell yeah it is um and yeah so like i I would say that you know enough about the character that like anything else i would say would be like cool nods and if you know because you watch the clone wars or you know because you watch all of rebels um then i think that it, it, it seems like it would be more of a cool nod you've got the gist being that it's anakin's padawan she survived order 66 uh, she was involved in the rebellion. Remind me, and about it, please. what's that? Remind me about Order sixty six. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, and she's come out the other side, and now they're looking for Thrawn because she interacted with Thrawn once before and knows that he's still out there. And part of that being um, trying to find Ezra Bridger um because he was also lost around the same time or at the same time that um thrawn went into god knows where 
That's basically like that. that I, I would say that's, that's how, like that's the how four things thing. that you really need to know. So correct. It ended right. with them deciding they were going to go find Ezra. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's and so. And this I, is I'm picking guess up this a while up. after, but because it seems like this place takes place in the New Republic, a little uh, like a few years uh, after the events of Lothal. Um, but sounds right. Um. I'm really intrigued by the two not Jedi uh, with the orange lightsabers, Ray Stevenson and um, oh, what's uh, what's her name? Tom Segura. Yeah. Uh, Just kidding. Sure. A lot. Uh, yeah. No, they look fantastic. Uh, orange is uh, a very underutilized lightsaber color, and I fucking love it. So like a coon, man, that's the last I've seen it. Yeah, uh, and so uh, getting some of that in there, I think it's pretty cool. I'm intrigued by what they could be or like who they are. They don't seem like Inquisitors. We got they a don't. very clear image of an Inquisitor in right. Ahsoka. Um, so they're they're not in, they're not Inquisitors, and he specifically says he's not Sith or Jedi in the trailer. Right. So, and they're what, what, also seemingly looking for Thrawn. Right. So, but. Uh, for the opposite reason, it seems. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. For for ill intent, right? It Malice, seems. if you will, intended. Yeah. Um. But I, uh, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. Joe, did you have any uh, uh, thoughts on it so far? I don't think uh, I have any that you haven't covered. I am also very intrigued. I loved Rebels. I loved the Clone Wars. Um, and so I really enjoyed all the nods in the trailer. I kind of forgot that, um, Ahsoka was going to train Sabine or had trained her a little bit. I also forgot that. So I think that that might be, and, and my memory could just be foggy here, but I think that might be something that wasn't necessarily implied in Rebels. She did get training from Kanan for a little bit because right. she had a hold of the dark saber, yeah. and so her and Ezra would spar quite often. Yeah, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if Ahsoka decided to train her, but I don't think there was ever like the end of Rebels and Ahsoka walking up to her and saying, "I will train you," or you know, "We're gonna go right. make a Jedi of you," or whatever. Yeah, um, I think it's really cool. I am Let's also down really into business. Yeah, and defeat like the Sith. I think that's uh, cool and fine. I don't necessarily need to see all of Sabine's potential yeah, training. I mean, yeah, uh, unlike unlike some people, I don't need to see it happen to imagine that it happened. Right, right, and I'm sure that it will be like it seems like there you is could some even conflict say like between three them. weeks later, and I'd be sure. fine. Right, yeah, as, the, as like, the screen or, just side, you know, just. Just have one of them wear glasses so that we know a time has passed. Right. right. Exactly. Or they, they cut Sabine's hair. She grows <laughs> right. it yeah. out and then she cuts it. Exactly. To know right. that time has passed. Um, but I'm even fine like w- with them skipping over that because it seems like there's some conflict in the relationship between Sabine and Ahsoka that will presumably have to be resolved throughout the course of the show. Yeah. And they'll probably yeah. delve into some of that. And For I sure. think that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like... You don't need to show me all of her training. You can in, like make references about it and like they can talk about their experiences together. Cause I'm sure that there's is going to be fairly dialogue heavy with these characters. It takes one of them to say, I've been training you for seven months 
And this yeah. is his, and now I know that they've been training for seven months without the montage. It's right. I'm fairly- also particularly intrigued by um, the interaction with Sabine and the Inquisitor. There's uh, like a brief lightsaber battle between the mm-hmm. two of them. And then Sabine reaches out with her hand and the Inquisitor uh, mocks her and says something about her having no powers. Yeah. Um, and so one, I can't help but wonder if like maybe that's a ploy and then like she's going to oh close her fist and like Mandalorian whipcord or, you know, oh. tricksy thing up her sleeve. Or <laughs> if they might be getting back a little bit to some of the older roots of Star Wars where um, being a Jedi wasn't necessarily something that you had to be born into or that you had to spend your entire upbringing to become uh, a, a Jedi. Uh, you just have to find and consume metachlorians. Sure, but not necessarily. It's almost like you like, just like have Kyle... to know you can be one. Exactly. And believe and, it. And, yeah. and go it's and try. It's secret. Well, that's yeah. Luke just yeah, that, yeah, yeah. said. Luke just said, like, I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Um. And like, I just found out that he was a Jedi, which is pretty cool. One of the the more fascinating characters in the, the Legends canon uh, is Kyle Katarn, who came up pretty much a similar time that Luke did. I think he was a little bit older than Luke and uh, was very uh, active in, uh, I think he was part of the Empire for a little bit and then broke free and part of the Rebellion. And... Um, wasn't a Jedi, didn't really ever display any like force sensitivity per se. Um, and through the course of events and story, ended up learning more about the Jedi, learning more about the force, and decided to commit himself to learning how to do this stuff and went on to become a Jedi and went on to become one of the Jedi Knights at Luke's um, uh, new Jedi Academy and stuff. And nice. I think that there's uh, like a novelty to that, like, you know, uh, rather than making being a Jedi, a super um, exclusive, I don't know, exclusive based on like circumstances beyond anybody's control. Like I was right. born with so many metachlorians and as a result, I can be a Jedi. Right. I think oh, that, the weird pure bloodlines thing. Sure. Yeah. And I think that I could see like where the Jedi might dogmatically develop that idea over a you know, a course of many years. And then like that ends up being like the standard thought process during the time of like the fall of the Republic. Um, But we're, you know, branching out. The Jedi order is destroyed. We're making a new Jedi order. We've got new Jedi and stuff. Um, Let's explore that a little bit. Like maybe, maybe the Jedi of old were not necessarily as wise or as knowing as we thought that they might've been. Right. Like the Constitution should be rewritten every twenty years, stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. So like that. it was. It's always been weird, a weird thing to like unlearn as Star Wars canon changed and grew. Was that at a certain point when I was a teenager, um, you had those like we talk about them all the time those coffee table Star Wars DK books, yeah, that my grandma and grandpa Stedden had, and that my cousin Dave. I had a bunch of all of them Mm -hmm. and that's where you had the cutaways of the lightsaber. We've told all those stories, but you learn in one of those about order 66. And at one point, I was supposed to remind you about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's kind of like like Berenstein and Berenstain Bears. Yeah, right. I remember reading that after Order sixty six, all but two Jedi were killed, and it was Yoda and Obi Wan. And right. that's and and so growing up, there was two Jedi that survived that. And of course, as we go on now with more TV shows, more movies, more books, more ad junk things of Star Wars, you find out that there was like a bunch of Jedi that survived. Yeah. And that's been kind of weird to unlearn. I I think so, but I think that, you know, like you said, you kind of hit it on the head with like merchandising and an expanded universe. They've got more opportunities to sell things. So, right. It'd be yeah. like, hey, what if we went back what? in time and told the story? Too bad we killed off all the Jedi. Well, right. how about more Jedi lived, huh? Yeah. Right. I get it. I understand yeah. it, but it's There's like, always yeah, always as like many hard, survived as needed to for plot. It was one of those things where it's like it's that weird part of Star Wars to me where it's um it was an absolute, but you know, only Sith mm-hmm. deal in absolutes, which is an absolute thing for a Jedi to say. Sure. But Right. What I find particularly I knew that there was only two. Yeah. And now to find out that there's like in every story, there's a Jedi who lived. Yeah. Sure. And like I, I could definitely see that like that could be jarring. And um that it's sh- like Jedi should be, especially in you know, that that dark times and like just after the fall of the, you know, just after Order 66 and stuff, um, should be used sparingly, I think, because you know, given the circumstances. Uh, that being said, like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of all right with it because even if we... Oh, I want, I want to be on record. I'm totally cool with it. It's just been an odd thing for me to unlearn. And yeah. I guess uh, to, to kind of, you know, fill on on that a little bit, I can't help but feel like even in the expanded, or not expanded universe, the, the Legends canon, Um, but I guess the expanded universe outside of that. So like by the time that you would have gotten to the, the DK series books and things, um, there were canon novels being written. There there were canon novels being written. And I don't think that a lot of that had explored the prequel series until obviously the prequels came out. Right. But once the prequels had come out, I can't like, there was a number of stories about Vader hunting down Jedi that had survived Order 66 um, before we had gotten to the the Disney reset and, you know, Inquisitors hunting down Jedi. That's why the Inquisitorious was a thing, I suppose, in the first place. And that was something that was developed even back in, like, the 80s, early 90s, whenever, like, the the Dark Times games came out. I was reading a lot of, uh, I was reading a lot of fantasy as a kid. Mm -hmm. And there was a reason I was steered that way. I was told that sci-fi wasn't the kind of people we were. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other story. But <laughs> I, so my only star Wars was the original trilogy mm-hmm. and this, these DK books, which yeah. only covered like the known universe of star Wars, which was the three movies. Yeah. So all the characters and there was a fuck ton of them. Sure. All the ships, all the locations, but None of the expanded stuff that was already out there that I didn't know of, uh, I didn't read any of that. And and I can only presume that that was because of um, various people having copyrights to various aspects of Star Wars in yeah. different kinds of weird ways. Yeah. And so, like, whenever you try and get the rights to 
some Star Wars, it's probably easier just to get the rights to like be able to reference the movies than like all sorts of other. And shit. actually, and I take it back actually because like those DK books are how I found out about like um, Dash Rendar mm-hmm. and Laxivrak and um, oh god, uh, Talon Card. Did I say that one already? Yeah, no, um, you didn't say that one already. But or uh, Prince Zizor. Yeah. So those were all pretty like expanded universe things. Right. Yeah. And they were yeah, they exactly. were in those DK books, but there weren't other Jedi. I don't now, think. And maybe now I gotta go back. Maybe you got me second so, guess because I so, know because I know that like Mara Jade was in there, but that was so that was my though. My 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 thought on that is depending on whenever those were published, because I also remember like growing up around some of those. So th- they had to have been published. Early mid nineties, yeah, they yeah, were early, they were early to early mid nineties, so ninety ninety to ninety four. Um, if that was the case, like, I, and I suppose if we're gonna fault anything, uh, it, it would probably be because the prequels hadn't come out yet, and so they didn't have a good idea of that. Um, uh, of like who all would have survived the Jedi Order outside of right. the two established Jedi survivors from the the movies, because there were other Jedi that you popped up that popped up, like you said, like Talon Card was was one of them. Um, and you know, but he wasn't necessarily like you said a Jedi survivor. So I I think that's fascinating. I, I'm with you. It is kind of hard to unlearn that. But is I, Disney missing an opportunity? to do a movie about like pick a number seven sounds good nine um completely unique jedi that decide to come together and vader but ultimately all die in the end and it's just a one movie like rogue one and would you watch it i'd watch it yeah Um. jedi who are like no we are we are i don't we're not jedi like right there is we are we are hunting vader to kill him and we're not letting anything stand in our way sure and we're there's like and there's just nine of them and it's just it's almost like pick an actor you want joe pick an actor you want in that movie um alan ruck <laughs> that's great <laughs> All right. oh, fuck. Alan, um alan ruck you just say, um, create your Jedi character, the look, whatever, and you're in the movie. You're one of nine Jedi Vader hunters, and you're going to die at some point in the movie because it's Vader. Yeah, I no, just found I think, out today he was still alive, so I thought... You'd make nine yeah. billion dollars. I think so. Oh, Everybody would want to be their favorite fucking Jedi hunter. Um, John Cena. Oh, hell yeah. I think he's great with uh, force and visibility. (laughs) I guess. And he just plays a human man. Um, Plays himself. He's John Cena. He's the great Jedi master, Hugh Man. Oh, man. But he would also make a very funny Wookiee, I think. If you just fucking just put him like just a really big, boxy, like, yeah, exactly. Don't change his proportions at all. Like, just put him in a Wookiee suit that's like almost form fitting. If Matthew Barry uh, <laughs> was a Wookiee, 
Yeah. Just like that. I was just going to say he'd go Wookie. <laughs> Wookie. Wookie noises. <laughs> Wookie noise. And then he'd rip an arm off. Ooh. Get John Cena for the body, but Matthew Berry for the, the voice. voice. Wookie yeah. noise. Yeah. Okay. I not to totally derail, but the idea <laughs> of like uh Matthew Berry on the voice is very funny to me. Yeah. Like he's I just agree. sitting there in the chair waiting to turn around. That would be awesome. Can you imagine if like um uh Matthew Berry turns around and so does like Pharrell? Um, and you get to choose, and you're like, without a doubt. Yeah, it's Matthew Matthew Barry. Barry. Right. <laughs> no chance I'm going with anybody else. You're gonna teach me music. You're gonna teach me stage presence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh man. no, we need more of him. Um, speaking of people that love us because we love them because they understand us. Mm-hmm. Um uh fuck who's the go on the guy from i think you should leave tim robinson oh, tim robinson, tim robinson yeah. thank you nominated for an emmy oh neat for and, what uh i am going to uh <laughs> bear with me talk amongst yourself um i am going to no he's nominated i think for i think you should leave oh no i, know. Uh, I figured yeah, I, uh, yeah let me find you um so I, I suppose if we're talking really quick, I want to run back to Ahsoka for a second. Joe, uh, do you have any theories as to who this uh, masked Inquisitor might be? Do you think that it is just whoever they're like presenting forth the, the, this Marak character? Or do you think that that's just some, some bait and switch uh, shenanigans? Don't know. I missed this Inquisitor. In the chat, I dropped Tim Robinson's official Emmy headshot. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that, that looks exactly right. Uh, uh, and Ryan, same question, <laughs> I suppose, to you. He looks like a Vulcan. <laughs> he does. I'm sorry. He looks like a half Vulcan, half human. Uh, Rob, I am sorry. What did you what did you ask? Uh, do you have any thoughts on who this masked inquisitor might be? Do you think that it is this character that they're presenting it to be being Marak? Or do you think that that might be some bait and switch shenanigans and it could also, be someone else um, named for this character like uniquely, if this is a character unto themselves? Gotcha. That's what they that's what they call them. Oh, yeah. Uh, bait and switch. Bait and switch. Any thoughts on uh, who it might be? Somebody that we know. Somebody. It'll be a. If it's character... bait and switch, I feel like it has to be somebody that we know. It'll be like, a character that right. we've either already seen or that we. It'll be a character that we have already seen in uh, live action canon, mm-hmm. or a character that we instantly know who it is, but we have never seen them before. Sure. So. Man, and then, and then, and then I, from there, I don't know who it would be. I'm still I don't know who fits into the. I don't know the timeline right now where, where the show's at. So this is uh, I, I, contemporary or post uh, the latest season or the last appearance Ahsoka made on Mandalorian, which is so that's like fifteen years five before years. Jedi. 
it's five years, I think, or so after after Jedi. Five years after Jedi. Yeah, after Jedi. Okay. Um, so my thought, I still kind of really like the idea of Ezra being the the Inquisitor. I know that they've shot it down a couple of times, but I still feel like it would just be a really fun twist to have uh, Ezra and Thrawn grow, go out to the middle of nowhere. Uh, and whenever they find them years later, Thrawn's amassing an army and going to be attacking the New Republic. And Ezra, for whatever reason, has turned traitor and is, at the very least, like acting as some sort of inquisitor for what reasons, whatever. We don't know yet. Uh, I think that, that would be particularly fun. Uh, another theory that's been floating around for a while, and I'm not entirely sure. I don't. I, I I'm less certain about this one. Uh, but the other option was potentially Star Killer, which is Vader's secret apprentice. Think they'd rename her. Uh, Only him, because there was already Star Killer base. Probably, Ooh, but that's way in the future. That's right? way in the future, but like. Maybe. And it is referenced in Rogue One as well, but I don't know. I don't know if that was supposed to be referencing like plans to turn Hoth into a giant Death Star or if that might have been like Imperial uh, secret Imperial records on secret or Vader's secret apprentice because Palpatine's a sneaky shit. Right. Um Column A, column B. I'm less enthused about that one. I think that it, like it'd be all right. I think that with it being so focused on the crew of the Ghost and being a successor series to right to Rebels, I think that making Ezra uh, the the Inquisitor would probably be far more interesting, or just make the Inquisitor a new character. But I feel like if that's the case, they're not going to make it out of the season and. I'm less then, enthused about that. I'm less yeah, like, about it. what's the point? Yeah, I, yeah, I uh, had an inquisitor. Cool. I'm less emotional. I'm less emotional yeah. towards it. Exactly. Whereas, like, if it's Ezra, it's like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? That's well, like, why? We've been, like, we've been trying to find this guy forever, and literally, we know that he's been fighting Sabine and everybody this whole time. And then, right, like, because he made some fucking secret deal with Thrawn. Right, because he made some Faustian bargain or right. something. Yeah. Um. I th- I think that would be fun and dynamic and like gut wrenching, or it could just be some new Inquisitor, and maybe they'll build, <laughs> and I, maybe you know maybe they will build up a new Inquisitor character that survives on past the season and like merchandise. Yeah, merchandise. We maybe we do get like an interesting successor to you know the if, the Thrawn saga, and, and if it becomes uh, a fan favorite, next thing you know, you have an Ag- uh, Agatha Harkness series coming to Disney Plus because she was fun for five minutes on one episode of WandaVision. Hey, exactly. Ah, right. uh, we created a be. new Boba Fett character. Somebody who's. Got nothing to do with the overarching storyline, but everybody loves them, so we're gonna give them their own show. They've got a cool helmet, and they're like a, like an inquisitor, but with a heart of gold, with the worst lightsaber. A misunderstanding. I hate that fucking inquisitor lightsaber so much. That design just still rubs uh, me the wrong way, even after Rebels, after all these years. It's like, like helicopter one. Yeah, I fucking hate. I fucking hate those light- helicopter lightsabers. 
I kind of like them a lot, but I'm a big That's fan fine. of Ripa Like, yeah, it doesn't bo- <laughs> like it doesn't bother me that much. I'm just bitching to bitch, but I do like I I would rather just see a double bladed lightsaber, I suppose. I like the saber staff a lot. Sue me. I'm excited for it. I hope yeah, it's hell uh, yeah. I hope it's good. I hope it the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus have been pretty good. I think they've outclassed the Marvel shows. I, I think so. I, I'm a Marvel. I think Obi Wan's the only one that I've had like pause with, with and that's just mostly because like bad lines and bad writing. Like there was a lot of good stuff there, or at least there's some good stuff there. There's and I think that it could have, and I think it could have been much better. But it could have also been way, way worse than it was. I'm trying to be fair about it, but yeah. like I, I think that with the amount of money and star power and effort that they put into it it should have been something that just like melted people's brains um ahsoka does seem like a one and done i don't i or it seems like the setup to the next one and done we'll have ahsoka then we'll have sabine then we'll have we'll have the ghost or whatever whatever. yeah right and then Um, leading into the presumably big thrawn movie correct I hope with it's all, just titled with Big all Thrawn. of our heroes. You're gonna have mm-hmm. you're gonna have the crew of the ghosts, you're gonna have Ahsoka, you're gonna have Din Djarin, you're gonna have Mon Mothma. Uh, Mon Yes. Did we see she, Mon Mothma? She made an appearance too. I yes. so. Yeah, hell yeah, she did. Yeah. They're all gonna come together to fight Thrawn in a trilogy. Do you think I do you think that they bring Luke in for that one? Yes. Do you they do think that they stand. finally recast and actually go with like an un an undoctored. It's the Winter Soldier. They go Sebastian Stan, who looks just like young Mark Hamill. I think that that would be. I, I think that'd be fine. Yeah, I think there are even like a number of people that you could pick. Like, use Control like, V that and move along. Yeah. And I, I think would. I think that's where you have the opportunity to add like um, uh, Talon card. The talent card as a great guitar, right? Fucking, um, and and also, even, please, for the love of God, introduce some new characters that we could follow around in the future as yeah. well. Like, I think that it is cool to some continue seeding out like, like deep lore characters or like tertiary characters from the old EU, and I would love to continue seeing some of that. But I, I think it would I also be like cool new characters to include the solo twins because I sure. think it makes losing Ben solo. Um, even more heartbreaking in the future when you realize that uh, Han and Leia's oldest two um, died during the Thrawn. Oh man, you're that devious, was, and so I you, love so you, that. You have Jason and Jana Solo as Jedi, cast whoever you fucking want, and you and they die at the in the, in the third movie, and it and just Luke has it, to come in, <laughs> and Luke has to come in and fucking oh carry God. their bodies out. So he. So we had to do, which is why he went on the he planet. He already feels like a failure. Yeah. It already oh feels God. like a failure because he lost his other two, Han and Leia. His sister entrusted him with his his her oldest twins, and they died. And then, and then also Ben. And then he also lost Ben. And <laughs> I'm going to go to a fucking rock now and dude. Just and I tell you what, it I makes die. that scene. It makes that scene where he like fucking Jedi fucking plane walks to Leia and kisses her on the forehead. It makes it all so much harder, man. It hits yeah. much sure. harder. Or like him seeing Anakin's lightsaber and just chucking it and being like, fuck, nope. Yep. 
Yeah. Hard out. Problem. Hard out. uh, uh, Where's Han? Right. Yeah. Line because he's disconnected himself from the force because now he has a really, really good reason. Yeah. Because exactly. Like that's this stuff I think is. Uh, th- this is uh, some of the stuff that I think is going to be most fascinating. Use is... retcons for good. Well, yeah, and they've done it before. Like Rogue One is a hey, great example. I of want that. a retcons for good fucking T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. All day. I, I'm particularly interested to see what they could do and what they will do to because they're going to. They're moving towards the the sequel trilogy chronologically in some of these stories. We're going yeah. to be getting things that are setting up. What happens with Ray and Palpatine and the return and all of that stuff? Yeah. Um, I need you to know that I'm ooh. just altering the QAnon for good shirt. Oh, God. No. Uh, <laughs> Way to bring the show back around. I love it. Uh, but what what kind of interesting things can they or would they have to do to try and make the like the event make, make the sequel? Yeah, make the make the sequel trilogy like oh man, I really liked it because if you watched all of this stuff, then you get to watching uh, uh, the the Rise of Skywalker and then there's the somehow Palpatine returned and like, instead of just dying on the inside because they fucking decided to do all sorts of exposition in a single line that explained nothing and just left a bunch of questions. You Uh, have to... And instead you're like, oh, Palpatine's returning! You have to pick... Um, someone who knows this, the, the IP forward and backward, like a Favreau or a Filoni. Sure. Um, and you have to give them 100% control over three movies. Or even just like no one from fucking a couple Disney, of series. Bob Iger doesn't get to say anything. He has no power over edits, content, nothing. I have to tell a story. And it's not, it's, I, I'm, and we're filming all three of them at the same time. We're doing a fucking Paul, like a Peter Jackson. We'll never do better than this. And then they, and then it doesn't matter what they do or who they bring in. I Give love me three movies and I'll tell you because, a story about the rise they, of the Sith. Because they can, <laughs> I will fucking, I'm Wait, with you. If you had three movies in this great universe, hyperspace war, you could, you could do, I, I, I'm, crash. I'm barely mm-hmm. not a layman in star wars but i could make three movies in this universe that are phenomenal yeah that use the current spine of star wars because there's so many stories that can be told in there that they just aren't even fucking thinking of yeah and they can you could give me you could do i know rob you could do an original one fuck my my fucking the last nine jedi story hunting vader it would yeah. be fucking phenomenal. Like the Expendables, yeah. but in the Star Wars universe. It's the Expendables. Well, and the fact that you know Vader lives because you know where it is in the timeline, right? Right. If so he wasn't you know dead already, I would love to say Quinlan Voss is the guy to fucking lead this. I don't know if you guys know who Quinlan Voss is. He's the fucking dreadheaded, dirty Jedi yeah. that like always runs around with Obi-Wan, and he's kind of a dick, and I love him. And he would he be would, the perfect character for well, something like that. Well, what you do is um, you That's make <laughs> you make one of them his Padawan. Sure. Just a name Jedi or like a well, reference to I a want, name I Jedi. I want nine then, original characters. Yeah. Nine Jedi we've never heard of before. We've never seen. And I'm getting 
Nando, when he does his movie casting, does this a lot. And he does it a lot with villains that are like one and done. Like James Spader was mm-hmm. Ultron. Sure. He was going to do one movie. They were able to throw a bunch of money at James Spader. He was going to be top build. And everybody's going to be like, wow, he's the bad guy. What? And he doesn't have any big Marvel commitment or big Star Wars commitment. Sure. It's you could get nine actors that are going to do one movie. You're not going to be in. You're not going to have to be in 13 different fucking. You're a Jedi is going to show up one time. You're a, and this is the story. So here's money. Do it. Yeah, and, I, and I think there's enough actors out there who are like Star Wars heads that you can oh, yeah. get them like, oh, I'm in. I'm, I'll, I'll, I just want to be – you're telling me I could be in Star Wars canon? I'll do it. Absolutely. You give, you give me a, uh, a Pete Davidson Jedi? <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, shit, who the fuck is Barry? Um uh, Bill Hader. Oh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader is some like bearded well, it's Jedi. Bill Hader as Barry, basically, just yeah. a fucking a. I'm now a murder machine. Yeah, right. I have a fucking lost Jedi who's like, yeah, fucking who, reading. Who, I just, the I just watched my Vader. Padawan get fucking cut down, and I'm done. Yeah, I think that would fucking be awesome. Rad. And you got to get get like an old who's like an old actor that would. Fucking just chew scenery. Maybe one of the first to die. He's not even in the movie for long. Rip torn. <laughs> uh, like Brian Biff Cox. Whiffs. Yeah, hell yeah, Brian Cox. Rip torn's dead, isn't he? I think Rip torn's dead. Yeah, Brian Cox is who I. Oh met. shit, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, by the way, still alive, has retired from acting. He um he looks old, man. I don't know if you've seen him in a long time. He's ninety three. I would be surprised if he didn't. He's very old. Um, you wouldn't. What about um, Dick Van Dyke? Dick Another Van Dyke, really old guy. A really old. Like I bet used he's to have joy. Too, Dame Judy Dench. Donald oh, Sutherland. No, well, those are both great, dude. Yeah. You could even do like nine old Jedi. Oh my god, like nine old Jedi from before the purge. Who like, and they're all, everybody and they're like. Dead. And they're like octogenarians. And it's all. just fucking like read the movie, but yes, with Jedi. But it's Judy Dench. It's Donald Sutherland. It's um, uh, Brian Del- Cox, Delroy really like Lindo. Yeah, I want Delroy in there. Um, and Dustin Hoffman is eighty-five. Yeah, a lot of the look. We're gonna lose a lot of actors here soon That's that are like wild, like actors. I guess I, at least. A lot of them that I grew up with. Yeah. I'm not that much older, but I don't know. I I hate that John Voigt looks like he should be in Star Wars already. Yes. He should. Probably is a failed Palpatine clone, but. <laughs> Joe, what are you geeking on this week, man? Oh, man. What am I geeking on this week? I am geeking on. Um. Boy, you know what? It's one of those weird, like, I wish I could be geeking on Prime Day. Yeah. Because it's Prime Day the last two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they both suck. They're, yeah. I mean, both of these days have been terrible. Uh, I feel like there's mm-hmm. nothing. It, the biggest problem is there's not really anything I need. Yeah. And the stuff that I do need is not on sale. Right. You know, or like 
you know, like I you could, don't need a like you don't need a Roomba, right? So it, yeah, cool. Uh, it'd be cool. They got the complete series of the West Wing on DVD for fifty four ninety nine. But like, uh, how long are DVD players going to continue to exist at this right. point? Like we've already mm. moved to four K. Like the Blu Ray stuff feels like it's out of date. Right. Half they belong time. in a museum. Is Long it just an enormous swing and a fucking miss that it's not called prime time? Instead of prime day? Yeah. It's not a single day. It's two days. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. I don't agree. I don't dislike it. Yeah. Um yeah, probably that. Oh, no, I remember. Sorry. I had something planned and then I got distracted and now I remember again. Um, <laughs> okay, so Daniel. Last night, uh, there was a, a tweet by Hank Green and by John Green about big news that was going to happen today or yesterday. Sorry. So this was Monday night, actually. Um, lost track of my week this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that big news was going to drop yesterday. Uh, so Vlog Brothers drops on Tuesdays and Fridays. So yesterday's Vlog Brothers uh, thing was John Green talking about how um, there is a particular medicine for tuberculosis that is dirt cheap to make. It is oh. so cheap that uh, so Johnson and Johnson owns the pap- patent on it. Uh, this medicine is so cheap to produce that if they sold it for twenty five cents a dose, they would still make a profit. Next Tuesday, a week from yesterday, as we record, um, the patent that they've been using for the last 20 years to make money hand over fist on this medicine expires. Well, for the past three or four months, they have been gearing up to um, basically start enforcing a secondary patent that extends the life of their patent for basically another four years. Uh, in those four years, it is estimated that roughly 1.6 million people will die every year. So about 6 million people will die because they will not be able to get access to a generic version of this drug because Johnson & Johnson refuses to not enforce their patent so that they can make uh, money hand over fist in rich countries. And who gives a shit about the poor people dying in fucking Sierra Leone? Well, uh, John Green for the past like six months has been doing um, almost almost every video, almost every week he has dropped a different video uh, of information on tuberculosis, which is the world's most deadly disease uh, as it currently stands. Um, We never hear about it because in rich countries, it's just not a thing. Um, But worldwide, easily, uh, well, 1.6 million people die easily every year of this very treatable very curable disease. Um, and so uh, basically what I'm kind of geeking on this week is the fact that uh, over the last 24 hours, John Green, who like, he's just some guy who was able to retire a few years ago because he got famous on YouTube at the right time, uh, has been able to launch this massive campaign shaming Johnson & Johnson, hopefully into uh, not enforcing this patent so that generic versions of this drug can be released worldwide. It's a good start. Um, yeah, it's a great start. It's a great start. Uh, we could save it. So what I'm saying to you is uh, if you're listening, if you're interested in being a part of it, check, go to the, I'll, I'll make sure there's a link in our uh, show notes. I'll send it to Ryan. Um, 
watch the video that John Green put out if you'd like. Uh, if you don't give a shit about the video, just scroll down to the uh, the link he has in the uh, the sh- his show notes, and uh, just fill out a thing letting Johnson Johnson know that like you know you're you're a customer, you've bought their stuff, uh, and you're going to go out of your way to not buy their stuff if they continue to enforce this patent. They've had th- this this patent um, was produced with like I think it took about six hundred million dollars to make this drug. Four hundred million of that dollars came from the public. So the public financed this. Sure. You've had yeah. 20 years to sell it and make your dime. Let the public have it back, please. So that we can save 6 million lives over the next four years. And however many lives going forward. Seems pretty simple. Yeah, I, I think so. Because it's pretty compelling. Be, well, because you'll be fine. Johnson and Johnson. Right. You'll be okay. Yeah, you're, yeah they're not hurting for that money. But you won't even know. Right. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm geeking on this week. I've just been kind of following that story, uh, as it's been developing and, uh, it's just, it's just interesting. And, um, also it's cool. It's cool to be able to be like, you know, it's not that it's not that pharmaceutical companies are inherently evil, but like they could do a lot more good and all they'd They're have to do company. is say, okay, I guess I can make a little less money this year. And, anyway. and and not lose money make and not little, lose money make make, money. make a little less Those right are two different things right exactly yeah so uh so yeah i'll get you the the links ryan yeah I'll put um them for sure yeah uh and let's just go to you what are you geeking on this week i'm a published comic book fuck author. yeah you are hell fuck yeah. yeah you are and, and i got your first signature that's it is it is autograph and, and, I mean. and that is very strange and humbling and imposter syndrome has been beating me up but um very happy to say that it is a thing um i talked to joe a little bit about maybe uh doing like a 10 pager of the priest kind of had a cool idea about it um so yeah Geeking on that, um, but I'm also here to implore uh, both of you to watch a show called The Bear on Hulu. Oh, yeah. I've um, heard good things. Uh, I'm here to tell you more, Joe. More good things. Uh, there's, an episode, ready. there's an episode in the second season that is a Mount Rushmore of TV episodes all time. And all right. maybe that is recency bias. Maybe it is... Uh, uh, just the fact that I, I like it, um, but it is and was an amazing episode of television. I will tell you nothing about it except for this. I think you could watch it right now without having seen any of the show. Wow. It does not spoil anything. Damn. For the show, The Bear. Caveat. I don't think there's as much of an emotional pull on you if you don't know what it is you're watching. Sure. Having seen all the episodes building up to that episode, it was um, emotional and intense and painful and humiliating and tender and one of the best episodes of television all time. So with that said... 
I would think that you should just watch episode one, season one, and move forward. They're super sure. digestible, like 25 to 35 minutes long. Oh, that's so, a great amount of time. I like that. You could watch like three a night if you wanted to and be real comfortable with your evening. Um, they are really bingeable. They're all available right now. And it is uh, it is a show that makes you want to keep watching it, not because things end in cliffhangers. Everything's right. fairly episodic. It's just Ooh. that captivating and really, really, really fucking good. Excellent. So right. please watch The Bear. Um, I was asked by uh, a mutual of ours to like compare it. Like, hey, I don't like give me a comp. So I know what it is. And I couldn't answer him because I was I wanted to say, you know, my knee jerk was it's like The Wire or Breaking Bad or MASH. It's one of the best TV shows of all time. It's got wow. two seasons. I don't think you could say that. It's really good, but you can't say that. So I was like trying to compare it zeitgeisty like, you know, like I like to stay involved in that. And it's popular now. So I'm watching it. But that was wrong, too, because if he doesn't care about that. So the way I put it was, is that the bear does for Chicago what the departed did for Boston. Wow. Okay. That's my comp. And all right. we're all foodies and we all love actors that act well and good, well-written things. And um, a handful, a handful we'll of like them it. are from uh, Shameless, aren't they? Yep. Okay. The main character is Lip. From Shameless. Nice. So, you know, I thought he looked familiar. My biggest problem is like with the Joe Fasia, I look at him and I think that's just like not Timothy Chalamet. Right. Oh, by the way, I Monica. like Timothy Chalamet. I don't think he has a lot of misses. I think he, I thought he was like a smart dude. Then he did this Wonka thing. I read the article today. He didn't audition for it. They just gave him the role. Ooh. Um, they just thought that guy looks like Wonka in my head. He has... No whimsy. No. He's just, it's. He's got a lot of brood to him. That's why he's it's, such a great it's the spiritual sequel to Gene Wilder's right. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. And. Oh, so they're it, doing like a Redfield thing. This is a prequel to that? Yes. He's young Gene Wilder. Oh. oh. No. Unacceptable. Yes. yes. What? They're not the same character. They're not the same. I mean, the movie doesn't have the same tone. Moments before it came on the screen from the producers of Harry Potter, I said, this looks like a Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah. And, and nothing changed by the end of the trailer. Chocolate cartels? Yeah. Um, the, the visuals of it make it look like... it. They make well, it look like they're trying to do a prequel to the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. Right. So it's got that aesthetic. Yeah, they got that. Like but that parking it's, lot, but it's deal. the but it's the other Wonka that it's the prequel for. So are the chocolate cartels like Mars and Hershey's? No, I don't or... think. So. Well, I don't know. It seems like they're just like they're like. An old I feel like Navy, if they're doing, they're an old Navy commercial of chocolatiers. There's like yeah. a black man. There's mm-hmm. a Asian woman. There's a white redhead, and there's a and Wonka's got to kill them all. I think there's like an Indian guy with game. a monkey or something. Right. Yeah, it's it's an yeah, old Navy commercial. It's very Planeteers. Chocolatiers. Yes. And it's uh it just looks it looks weird. Hugh Grant is the Oompa Loompa and it's like that worst kind of CGI. Yeah. Um 
it doesn't look it looks bad, man. It looks really it looks like a really bad time. Rough. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't like it. I and I'm a I'm a huge Wonka head. I when I when I heard it. Timothy Chalamet is doing a Willy Wonka prequel to Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka, I was looking for like a I was there was gonna be like a dark brooding Willy Wonka. Like yeah, there like was, a guy there was, who who's actually struggling with the fact that he's entering the slave trade. Right. Yeah. But he has to do it because how else can you make the fucking right vision? Yeah. I how could I vision. make an everlasting gobstopper if I don't crush if the I entire, don't slave along entire the way. islands worth of people right. and make them sing and dance? Yeah. But they like it because I'm paying them in chocolate. So it's fine. Right. And that's what they're, it's their mother's milk. Rob, what are you kicking on, man? Uh, so I have had a lot of people around me uh, uh, just powering through books here lately. And uh, it's been a while since I've sat down and like read Power something that yourself. wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, read something that was not or uh, that wasn't nonfiction or articles or different game stuff. Um, Welcome to college. And so <laughs> I decided that I would try and, uh, you know, get some light reading in this year. And so, as such, I have begun the first of 54 books in the Horus Heresy. Um, I'm going to try and see how many I can get through before the end of the year. I want to try and get through, like, I don't know, 15 would be pretty cool. Uh, They're, like, 13 hours, like, 12 to 13 hours a piece on Audible. And it's just a fuck ton. Four hours in and just now like somewhere in the middle of chapter three and uh it's going well so far i'm really excited to like start delving into some of the different like main characters a lot of the the pivotal characters during this time period in warhammer get like books that are dedicated to them and their their um armies and and all sorts of stuff that really flesh out um all of the circumstances that take place in this giant galactic civil war. Um, and so I'm pretty excited to, to delve through it. It just seems like it is going to be a very daunting task, but nice. We're here. We're Accept diving it. in. Let's go. Accept it. Run with it. Doing it. Proud Doing of you. It Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, best thing you could do is go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Um, tell us an actor you would like to see in my Jedi Hunters movie. Jedi, they're not Jedi Hunters, Vader Hunters movie. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. And if you want to tell us about the terrible things that you would do to start your chocolate empire, you can do so on any of the social medias. <laughs> uh, all you have to do is check out GeekCast Live. And you can also check out the website that I made at violentpress.com. It's a good website, bud. Mm-hmm. You made it. It's a good website. If you want to support us in other ways, you can do so over at patreon.com slash geekcast live, where you can someday see video of our podcasts. How neat would that be? It would be um, or if you wanted to um, buy stuff with our faces on it or a shirt that says retcon for good, uh, you can go to gcl.threadless.com and buy that. Put it in GCL. your shower. 
threadless.com. It's not a, you can buy anything you want and put it in your shower. Nothing's yeah, true. Nothing yeah. stopping you from yeah, putting but anything this could also, you have in your possession in the shower. True. This could also be a shower curtain, mm-hmm. uh, which would be great. Um, working on koozies and dildos. So a mug. Ooh. Dildos. Nice. Dildog dildos. <laughs> our, our newest sponsor. Our newest sponsor. Oh. So use discount code Dildog. Yeah. Use discount code Scott Adams is a monster. Call <laughs> <laughs> your grandparents. We'll see you in hell. Bye. Bye. Love you. Hey everyone, Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus. Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds. I don't know if that's their official website. That might be porn. Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower. <laughs> that's a Grumpkins flight right there. That's from, what is that, Charleston? Uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish. Girl from there ways. Three Finger Emily. We love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person, but the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you, as always. Check this.